Welcome to the Party Wagon Podcast, where we talk about all things TMNT, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Brendan, from the YouTube channel, Brendan's Rambles. And I'm your host, Eric, from the YouTube channel, Know You Grow Up. And Brendan, first thing I want to say is great job of carrying the show by yourself last week. I know we talked about it a little bit, and we both discovered that we hate listening to ourselves. So it's probably kind of weird that we do a podcast when we, all we do is talk and we can't stand our own voices. <laughs> Yeah, I do have to say, actually, I think even though it wasn't the greatest uh, podcast, definitely it was missing something with just me. Uh, I think I was actually a little less annoying in that one than I am when I listened to the ones with both of us. When we listen to the ones with both of us, I hate hearing myself, but it was just me. It's like, that's fine. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not as bad as, uh, you know, on my YouTube channel, I put up my new room tour video recently. Now I'm just doing it annually. And I had this sore spot in the back of my mouth, man. It hurts so bad. I, I sound like such a dick in that video. Like, I sound like I just don't give a shit about anything. Like, if someone were to watch that, they would think I was, like, done being a nerd. Like, I'm going to sell all this shit tomorrow or something. Like, I'm just mumbling, and I'm like, yeah, there's this stupid thing and this thing and everything. Like, like, <laughs> it just came, like, I don't know if anyone else gets that, but when I watched it, I'm like, damn, I sound like I hate this shit in this video. But I didn't catch that in the feed, so I'm going to check that out right after this, and I'll let you know how you sound. But right. yeah, I don't, think I, I don't think anyone else heard it that way, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> so how you been? You've been, you've been away for a while. Yeah, so it's kind of my busiest time of the year work-wise, so I just, I'm kind of transitioning roles and stuff like that, and I knew I was just going to be super busy, and just, it's not even the recording of the podcast, it's the editing and everything else that kind of goes along with it, that really is the meat and potatoes doing this, like, recording is the fun and easy part, like, we just sit here for two hours and talk about something I want to talk about that nobody else wants to talk about with me, so <laughs> it's a pretty cool two hours. But yeah, I just been pretty busy and just had some personal stuff going on in my life too. Like my grandpa passed away not too long ago, not trying to drag down the vibe or anything like that, but just some stuff like that that just kind of made me like, okay, I got to maybe hang out in the real world for a little bit and spend a little bit less time online. And it's kind of the yeah. reason I've been a little short on content on my own channel as well lately. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But That's all right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, did you have a good Labor Day? Yeah, that was actually really good. I cooked a brisket for the first time in my life, oh, and it nice. turned out pretty well. So I was pretty happy. I spent like probably 90 minutes cutting it up the night before and getting it ready and woke up at 4 a.m. to throw it on the next day and head on there for about 12 hours. And like I said, it turned out pretty good for my first time. So Damn. didn't waste an entire day and a huge chunk of meat. <laughs> There's almost nothing better than a good-ass piece of brisket. Like, oh, dude, it's so good. It is. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't so complicated to make. <laughs> Yeah, I just did hot dogs and hamburgers, but uh, I, I always invite, I always host a barbecue for all my friends. Oh, nice! They all come over. We play Cards Against Humanity or Red Flags or something. Smash Brothers. Just stand around and talk and eat barbecue. So it was great. So something we haven't talked about in a while. How's the game coming along? I feel like you've been oh. <laughs> playing it really close to the chest lately, but I know you've been making some moves. So any updates you can give us there? Um, uh, big ones. Uh, so. I've landed a really, really good worker recently. Uh, this guy, he's really cool, super cool, super friendly, super professional. And he's, you know, I'm not trying to discredit anyone who's worked for me in the past. I appreciate every bit of work that's been done. But this guy, like in two weeks, figured out how to do everything that people haven't been able to figure out in five years. So nice. <laughs> this guy's awesome. This The, the trailer and the, the Steam Pay, like coming soon page and all the social media and stuff is definitely going to be out before 2024. Nice. 
Heck yeah, man. Very <laughs> excited. Just see anything. I mean, just so you guys know, I have no clue what's really going on either. So I'm very interested to see anything from the actual game. There's still a lot of drawing that has to be done. Still a lot of animating, mostly animating bosses now. The bosses take a really long time. Um, but yeah, it will be public. It will be unveiled publicly by the end of the year. Not released, but unveiled publicly by the end of the year. Nice. And then the promotion starts, and then stuff gets scary because then like life's gonna get gonna get really busy. So. Right. Yeah, <laughs> man. Making, exciting, though. I gotta start making convention appearances and trying to push it out there and stuff if I can and all. So we'll Heck see. Yeah. But let's talk about some some turtles though, because uh, that is why people came here, I guess. Right before uh, we got on here, it's breaking news at the time. But when you guys hear it, like always, it's gonna be a little bit older news. We had an announcement that Mutant Mayhem is gonna get a video game. I think everyone saw that coming. I mean, yeah. just the same way Mutant Mayhem, they jumped into a giant toy line right away. Like Ninja Turtles and toys and Ninja Turtles and video games just go together. Ninja Turtles is just a multimedia franchise and always has been. And anytime we get an iteration of the Turtles, we basically get the whole shebang. You get like, you know, a little bit of everything. I think maybe Michael Bay and Rise didn't get video games. I could be wrong, but I don't think I they did. I can't think of one. Rise got fruit snacks. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think like everyone saw that coming. I'm curious what type of game it will be, though. So I feel like it's probably going to be like a... I think it's going to be like action platformery. Like, I don't know why. That's just where my mind's going. I can't imagine they do any type of like real deep AAA style game because I feel like yeah. that's what they're putting into the Ronin basket right now. Like, I feel like that's going to be like the triple a made for adults kind of game and i feel like this is just going to be like a like a spongebob search for what's the bikini bottom game like oh, something yeah. like that like like i just see it being game. more like a kitty game honestly yeah it probably will be honestly probably something like you know spyro the dragon or something yep. <laughs> uh, the 3d action platformer is kind of just where my mind's going yeah maybe i wonder if they'll make it a beat-em-up i think they might not. They might just because that's what Turtles is famous for. But they, uh, the only reason they might not is because Shredder's Revenge is so big, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and then I don't know if they'll do a tournament fighter because Nick All-Star Brawl 2 is coming out. So it's like mm-hmm. they, the Turtles between like the Ronin game, Nick All-Star, Shredder's Revenge, they basically have every other genre covered. So, uh, yeah, probably a platformer. Yeah, I feel like that it really is the only option left because I that's the main reason I don't think it's going to be a fighting game is because again, Shredder's Revenge they're still pumping out DLC for it, which is awesome. I, I feel like they're going to have to go a completely different avenue if they actually want to sell copies of this game. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's got to merit. It's it's got to like have some sort of like it has to warrant its existence. That's the word I'm looking for. It has to warrant its existence. A couple weeks ago, I did see an article that said that the movie itself did actually cross 140 million. So. That's, I think, twice what their budget was. I think they were around a $70 million budget for the movie. So I think it is actually at the point where the movie itself is profitable. And I know along with everything else that's been pushed for this, this probably was very good for Viacom, Nickelodeon, and Ninja Turtles and everything. But it's just nice to see because we were a little, I mean, at the time we first started talking about the movie, it only crossed like 50000 We were like, man, that's a little yeah. disappointing. But And again, 140000 is not blockbuster numbers by today's standards but it's still good that it did have like consistent viewings for quite some time 
Yeah, it is weird because it's, it's everywhere in stores still. There's always like yeah. just shelves and shelves of, of Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm not hearing a damn word about it from people though. No one's really talking about it uh, outside of the turtle scene. Like the turtle scene is talking about it, but just talking like everyone I talk to is Barbie this and Oppenheimer that, and they're all talking about those movies, but no one's talking about Mutant Mayhem. I think a lot of people don't even know it exists. Uh, so it, it like. I feel like that's something I've never really talked about with anybody either. Like Barbenheimer was like one of the biggest movie events in the last decade, essentially, if you take away all Marvel films and stuff like that. And it is just kind of a bummer that it came out the same exact time as the two best performing movies in God knows how long. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I don't think the people who are going to see Oppenheimer would have gone necessarily gone to see Mutant Mayhem instead. And like, they're like, oh, well, I was going to see this Ninja Turtle kids movie, but now I'm going to see Oppenheimer because that's out. Like, I, I think there's not a lot of overlap there. Maybe with Barbie and Ninja Turtles, there's more overlap, but I don't think there's really any Oppenheimer turtles overlap personally, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess just it, it kind of ripped the attention away. More people would have mm-hmm. found out that mutant mayhem existed if this wasn't going on, but yeah, I still haven't I, seen either one of those movies to be honest. But. No, I haven't yet either. I'll probably end up watching Barbie at some point. But I don't know if I, again, Oppenheimer three-hour movie, just don't know if I can commit, man. I think I'm done with three-hour movies. But I totally agree with you. Like, I don't think that those movies hurt ticket sales. I just think if those movies weren't going on, the media wouldn't have as much to talk about movie-wise. So Turtles was the best performing thing. Of course, that's what they talk about. But these movies just did so spectacular that you're right. It did media-wise, like mainstream media-wise, over the shadow of the turtles, which is it is a bummer, but at the end of the day, it's just a, it, for the fandom. It is it's a divisive time, but it is a pretty great time. Like I feel like a lot of us had a lot of fun in this moment, and again, there's going to be more to come, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I feel like Ninja Turtles can't catch a break. Anytime a Ninja Turtle movie hits theaters now, it's like it comes out in, like in a summer where there's just not just necessarily popular movies, but just big talking point movies like 2016 Out of the Shadows. Ghostbusters 2016 came out that same summer. Right. There's a lot of buzz about that. Uh, like, like it just it can never catch a break. It never. They always pick like a weird time to put it out too. That was like August that they put out uh, out of the shadows. I think same same with Mutant Mayhem, and like they put them out then, and they still like something just pops up that just takes all the attention away from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And uh, not saying that Out of the Shadows would have been a huge success if not, but uh, you know. But yeah, anyway, so back to the games. Shredder's Revenge got its DLC. I, I guess we really need to cover that because the last time when I covered it was the day before Karai was shown off as a playable character because that's how it always happens. So I didn't know who the next character was. So I was like, oh, it's probably going to be Mondo Gecko and all this stuff. And <laughs> <clears throat> they proved me wrong the next day. But yeah, I, I guess what, what are your thoughts on them adding Karai to a character who was never in the 87 show to, to Shredder's Revenge? Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I'm not somebody that like is like, yes, we have to have female characters, but I like Karai and she happens to be a female. So I, I think it's cool to have another character that, again, I haven't played it yet, but I figured April was going to be the character I wanted to play with the least. And she's probably my favorite character to play with, honestly. So if Karai plays anything like her, like it's just, she's fun. And I just want another really fun character that can just fly around the screen and do the Chung Lee kick everywhere and stuff like that. So I didn't, I'm an idiot. I, I didn't figure out how to actually play the new mode, the new stages. I guess it's survival mode. I didn't select survival mode. I thought I could just go into arcade or story 
and there would just be a new portal open and I could just go into that. Like, I don't know why I just kind of imagined what it would be and expected it to be that way. Um, but I did try out uh, Usagi and Karai. Usagi, I thought he was really fun at first. He, had, he can stay airborne really long and just slash the shit out of people in the air. The problem is I feel like he's a little more vulnerable than the other characters. Like some of the other characters, when you're just mashing combos, nothing can hurt you. Yeah. Like you're just, in, uh, he gets, he gets hit a lot. At least I do. I mean, I, maybe you have to be better with him. Uh, Karai though, she doesn't play like April, but she's just like, she's a monster. Like she just decimates everything. I don't know why she uses purple lightning. She just, she takes out everything. Like the first couple bad guys I fought, I didn't get how to use her and I was getting my ass kicked. I'm like, oh, Christ sucks. And then like I instantly got it and I'm like, oh, never mind. You can go like a whole level easily without taking damage with this character. Like she's insane. My thoughts though, I think I've said before, like I like Karai. I don't love Karai the way a lot, a lot of the rest of the fan base does. I, I've always. I've always felt like she's the character that Ninja Turtles has been trying to push endlessly, even though I feel she's never been as popular as a lot of other characters. Uh, she is popular, but it just seems like they've always pushed Karai in so many of the movies and comic adaptations and stuff since she came out. But fans are still just like, usually like, oh, we want to see Metalhead. We want to see Leatherhead. We want to see Krang. Like they're kind of just I feel like those are more popular characters usually. Uh, I, I guess it's because she's supposed to be a major character and she wasn't in the 87 cartoon. So they have to fight for her extra hard. But I think, I don't know how I feel about her being in an 87 show game. I was hoping for Mondo Gecko and Muckman and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, not only do we know we now have three human characters in a turtles fighting game, which is a little redundant. Um, but yeah, the, she's not even from that series she, honestly, she's gonna be in our second segment on here because she actually has like a unique design kind of in that game it's kind of like the 2003 design but kind of not um but i'm kind of over multiverses and that, unfortunately that's what this dlc is it's just a bunch of multiverse stuff it's like oh you play through the comic panels from mirage and half courts in the background and and they they, they kind of unfortunately with the multiverse stuff which i'm very over every franchise has just been going the multiverse route i guess ever since rick and morty came out um and uh also it kind of deconfirms a bunch of characters as playable because mondo gecko is in a background and like all these characters i wanted to be playable mona lisa is in a background and stuff so it's like they're in the game but they're just in the background and uh i guess that doesn't necessarily mean they're never going to be playable but it it Seems like it hints at that, uh, but I haven't played it yet, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Karai is cool, but I really would have preferred an actual 87 character uh, over Karai. Yeah, and I know where you're coming from, because at, up to this point, that's kind of what I felt like, is that this was an 87 game, and now it's kind of, I don't know, retroactively putting her there. So Ooh. I definitely get what you're saying. And I think the reason Karai might not feel as special is because she is in every iteration, like you mentioned. Like, pretty much everything from the 87 cartoon to the 90s movies on, she's in almost every iteration. So she's almost like a Casey Jones where you expect her to be there. Like, it's not yeah. like a surprise to where a lot of times when we get some of these characters from the 87 show, even if they're in different forms, you're still like, hey, I know who that is. And it just feels a little bit more special than a character that's always there that's regular re 
regularly reoccurring because you're right. I would say in future iterations, even the IDW comics, like I'd almost say she's more of a major player than Shredder is at a lot of points. And in the 2012 show, I feel like she was a very major character. Yeah. And yeah, it just, I, I think it is just to have another like strong female character and again, I'm not saying that in any type of way or anything <laughs> like she just I, I think that's really what it is, is like they found one that works and they just want to keep using her to give. Again, I know mutants are what give it variety, but having cool human characters is good, too, because it does balance out the world. Because at the end of the day, it, the Foot Clan is all humans for pretty much. And it is them against the mutants a lot of times. So. I don't know. Like I said, I, I've always liked Karai, but I get where you're coming from. Like, she doesn't feel like the best choice personally for this game. Yeah, because I think what really won a lot of people over with the first game was that it felt like we were playing the 1987 cartoon. Uh, and now if it's just it's basically just Turtles Forever, the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, again, like I think that it's just been done so much now that like, there's been three freaking theatricals spider-man multiverse movies at this point there's doctor strange multiverse movie there's a flash multiverse movie like everyone's just hopping in that damn multiverse now I mean, freaking wreck it ralph had like went to like the disney multiverse and all this stupid shit and, uh like they're just doing it so much that it's like i, I feel like the novelty wore off held like the, the academy's number one picture from last year was a multiverse movie <laughs> uh so uh, the, the concept of the multiverse does not blow my mind. Like, it's not that, like, amazing. It's like the, it's the new post-apocalyptic zombie theme. Like, in, yeah. in the late 2000s, every movie was a post-apocalyptic survival zombie scenario or, like, a virus or something. Now it's, it's all multiverses, so... Uh, and it does just seem like we've been stuck in this era for a while, too, because, I mean, we're inside of, like... We didn't, we haven't had two strikes, but we're in the middle of a strike right now that's pushing stuff back. And COVID pushed stuff way back as well. So I feel like this era has just been extra stretched out and we're having trouble moving on to whatever the next cliche thing is going to be. I mean, I think the reason it's taking so long to die is because, you know, content creators, studios, and all can be like, oh, we don't actually have to like tell stories anymore. We can just show people a bunch of imagery, familiar yep. imagery that they love. And their, their little monkey brain reaction, not not belittling anyone else. <laughs> it works on me too. But our little monkey brain reaction is like, ooh, I recognize that. I like that. That made me happy before. So this movie makes me happy. And it's and like, it also, I mean, it just, it makes writing as easy as can be because you have yeah. endless possibilities with endless scenarios. Like it just, you, you don't have to stick to any real guidelines. So it basically is just like a cheat code for writing. It is. And that's why I said about Spider-Man No Way Home. A super fun experience, a roller coaster of a movie, super fun to watch with my friends in the theaters, but a dog shit story. Like the writing is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people will hate me for saying that, but like I, I acknowledge it's a fun as hell movie and it gave everyone everything they wanted from it. But looking at it from a narrative standpoint, it's a freaking mess. It, it comes off like the games I used to play with my siblings when I was a little kid. Yeah, so Shredder's Revenge is now just another multiverse thing. It, it's cool to a certain degree because now it's not like you're you're not just catering to old farts like us. You're you're pleasing all Turtles fans, kind of. I don't know. I kind of there was so much more they still could have done with the '87 world. I was kind of just hoping we'd get more of that, but I guess not. Karai's still cool though. I don't know. She's cool. 
It seems like with everything they dumped into it, like with all the different skins and stuff like that too, I feel like this might be the one and done for DLC too. Yeah. If we did get some other characters, I'd be a little surprised. But I mean, I can't imagine they're going to have a whole other round of skins come in like this where, I mean, I didn't see how many it was total, but it looks like every character got at least four or five new skins. Yeah, everyone has a ton of skins. Which again, actually, I didn't figure out how to change the skins, but uh, I think you have to collect them by the sounds of it. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, it. I, I unfortunately, it probably is the end, which is another reason why I'm kind of bummed that we just got Karai. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I keep going back to this dude. I just really want a Mondo Gecko in that freaking game. And <laughs> I just think like he's one of the most popular like supporting heroes of the mutants he's supposed to be mike's best friend he'd be so unique to play as he's so iconic and he's one of the ones they didn't like use already like the punk frogs in the base game for something else and the neutrinos and stuff so it's like i don't know i just kind of feel like he's the first one i would go to to make uh, a hero out of the support a playable character out of the supporting heroes from, from ninja turtles and they have the the power up now where you can temporarily play as bebop rocksteady or shredder yeah which is cool, but honestly, looking at that, it's like, I kind of wish we just got a villain campaign where you could just play as a bunch of villain characters. And it was like, either you were fighting the good guys or like, there was another threat, like, like, uh, you know, uh, drag shows up or something. And like, you got to fight him and like, you could play as Bebop, Rocksteady, Rat King and stuff. Like, I know Rat King's not part of the Foot Clan, but, you know. I kind of wish we got that instead of just, like, a power-up. But it's still cool. It's cool to be able to play as them, even if I haven't done it yet. Because I'm an idiot and I don't know how to get the, the, the <laughs> levels. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it would have to be the second scenario you said, where they were, like, fighting some other threat. Because it just would not feel right. Playing as Bebop and Rocksteady beating up the turtles. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I'd want to play that game, honestly. <laughs> like, it just, it feels, there, there's there's lots of different games where I would like to play as the villain. But turtles, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't feel like I could beat down the turtles. You don't, you don't have any problem. You have a problem with Bebop sucker punching April O'Neil in the stomach. <laughs> like, no, I, I uh, just imagine like you're playing as Bebop and Rocksteady fighting Donnie. Anyone who reads IDW is going to get PTSD when that's happening. It's like freaking, uh, yeah, I, I can't see them like being like, Hey kids want to beat the shit out of the Ninja Turtles. Like, right. that would be, although the toys were kind of already like that. They had like, Hey kids want to take over the world for the villains. So it's like, when you play with action figures, you can do whatever the hell you want. I, I made them beat up the turtles a lot when I was a kid. So. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was always, heroes are always OP, always. <laughs> like, I just, I never like to lose. I never wanted the bad guys to win. And I feel like everybody that did is probably in jail or dead at this point. <laughs> See, I always thought the bad guys were cooler. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I always liked bad guy figures, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I could never sleep at night if I knew the good guys didn't win. Like, I had to have the happy ending. I did a lot of weird stuff with my Ninja Turtles. Though. I, remember I, didn't, I didn't play like good versus evil a lot. Like I would play like when I was really little, I'd do weird shit. Like I'd take all like the animal toys that like me and my brother had just like realistic cows and horses and elephants and shit. And I'd like set up a bunch of like shoes and like Hess truck boxes and make like little cages and be like, it's a zoo. And then I'd be like, oh, the turtles go to the zoo. But it wouldn't <laughs> be like, oh, they're just visiting the zoo. It'd be like some weird shit would start happening. Like, Godzilla would attack and like all the animals would get out and trample everyone. I was just like, I just play all kinds of, I was a weird ass kid. So I don't know. Uh, 
I guess, or I'd play fake video game levels with them sometimes. <laughs> then the heroes would win. But uh, yeah, I did that kind of stuff. I remember one time with my sister is we, we reenacted the entire story of, and then there were none with the Ninja Turtle toys where like each character is getting killed off like one by one. Like the, <laughs> it was really weird. We use like the similar play set as like the mansion they're staying in. It was really weird. That was my older si- sister's. Like, I had no idea what the hell that story was. She, like she was reading it in school or something. So anyway, that got sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's just about all the video game news. They're, they're, they showed off some stuff for Nick All-Star Brawl. I'm not going to get into that because it's not really a Ninja Turtle game, but Punker Don costume, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, I didn't even see any of that. Yeah, you can play as Punker Don. They have Heavy Metal Raph, but he's not proper. He has like the zebra print pants, but he just has like a black jacket and stuff. He's, not, oh, lame. he's wearing a purple like one. The purple jacket's what sets it off. Yeah, I don't think he has the full design. I think he's missing some of it. I think they tried to like mix the coming out of their shells one with uh, Heavy Metal Raph. Because he's got like, the little white star over his eye, like in the getting down okay. in the town tour. Yeah, I bet it is like an amalgamation then. But yeah, there's some toy news to talk about. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to talk about Super 7 again. Yeah, and it really is. I mean, I don't feel good kicking a horse while it's down or some cliche like that. But I don't know, man. I just, we have more pushbacks. Again, it just is more pushbacks while they keep announcing giant figures that I can't figure out who is buying these things. Yeah. So yeah, the, I think even in my last video, I, I, I said that wave a, I was still expecting it like that. It was supposed to come out in August, even though it was like, that was like the last week of August when I was saying, that. I think him and slash were both still listed. Slash might be September maybe, but they were both supposed to come out very recently. I think glow in the dark slash is like the most, on point thing like we are getting that soon um we're not getting wave eight until october now we're not getting wave nine until the the winter and then we're not getting wave seven until like spring or summer i think summer now so you're right i'm never getting that damn gorilla but uh (laughs) it's just i mean it's gonna be at least two and a half years from announcement to that point if it comes out at that point two and a half years and you know what sucks? If that if that wave doesn't come out, which like I hope it does, because that was actually like all cool figures that wave. Um, you won't be able to finish Robotic Bebop and Rocksteady. We'll have Rocksteady and not Bebop, and that's gonna suck. If they don't release that wave, that that's gonna suck. Uh, Honestly, like I feel like they've pushed it back so far that like the prices that they had set for that wave have probably inflated. So, I mean, they haven't even made the figures. You know what I mean? They based those prices off of price points from two and a half years. It was a year and a half ago at this point, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that gorilla gorilla is literally going to bankrupt the company. Like if they make it, I think that's what it is. Like it's going to be so much plastic for $70. It's just going to make the whole company go under. It's just cursed. It's like a cursed monkey's paw. Fucking, I, I don't, I still don't get how is the gorilla gorilla that much bigger than robotic bebop and rocksteady because he's mean, dude, he looks huge, like he really does just look girthier. And again, the bazooka that he comes with, it looks like as much plastic as like an actual turtle figure. So I just, I don't know, I yeah. bet that is going to be far and away the heaviest out of all the packages. Like it just, I feel like when you get him in hand, he is going to be way chunkier than you would have guessed. 
That's what I'm hoping for. That's why I want him so badly. He looks yeah. awesome. I, I think that literally is what's throwing it off. I think that thing is just too much plastic. And they're like, "How we, we sold this for $70 and it's going to kill us. Like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> the uh, But the thing is, $20 more than Robotic and Bebop and Rocksteady. Those are big dudes in the pictures. And they yeah. come with a bunch of gadgets. They come with a bunch of big weapons. And honestly, so, I feel like those are good deals for those figures pretty much. Yeah. Like, it, it is... Again, I feel like that's where you make it up on the other end with all these. Again, like what is uh, Scumbug is an upcharge figure, and how how does he possibly have more going on than those robotic figures do? I don't get Scumbug. I can get Wingnut and Screw Loose because there's a lot of shit in that package. Yeah, it's almost a two pack, like not yeah. quite, but like a one and a half pack anyway. Yeah, Screw Loose is like the biggest buddy they've made so far, and like Wingnut is huge. His wings are humongous. He comes with all the little gadgets and stuff uh yeah he i think he comes with an alt head so there's a lot of shit in that that package um whereas like scumbug what the hell is the deal with scumbug costing that much i, I think robotic bebop and rocksteady should cost what scumbug does i don't want them to but yeah. if i think that would make more sense and then scumbug mind, that's how price. i would see it happening so yeah i just the scumbug is the weirdest price point out of all the figures for sure definitely yeah i don't know I, it's um, yeah you said they were announcing all these giant like the count from Sesame street and Coraline and uh, just like these like two foot tall figures. They haven't even made most of those yet. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they have to be, they're so far behind on so many things and they just keep announcing things. Like you said earlier, they finally got the toxic crusaders figures out. And I, yeah. I don't even feel like that was much longer than a year on those, which is actually good for them. But that's the thing. Yeah. I feel like, They'll get that first wave out, and then it's question marks until that second wave comes. <laughs> like they'll they'll get fans interested, so that way they buy these three, four, five waves that are on pre-order. But then God knows how long you're gonna wait to get those. Yeah, and even when you look at Crusaders, uh, it's like that eventually came from the Toxie figure that came out like how long ago now? Like six, seven years ago. And yeah. then they've just made like 50 different versions of that before they finally gave us a proper law wave of Toxic Crusaders, which Junkyard looks awesome. The dog, that figure yeah. looks freaking well, I think the whole wave looks pretty cool. I mean, honestly, yeah. I am pretty tempted. And I, I, I haven't seen any comparisons between this Toxie and the new one, but I feel like this one might be a little bit bigger because I actually had the second one that came out, like the regular glow-in-the-dark one, not the red glow-in-the-dark one. Okay. And he was scaled smaller than the Turtles figures were. Like, oh, he looked like he'd almost fit closer with NECA figures. Like, he was, like, shorter and skinnier. Like, he, he would not fit in well with the Turtles figures. But it looks like, like, the Radiation Ranger in these, in the um, Junkyard would. Yeah. That, uh, so I, I watched, like, Toy Bro, and he did, a, he did a comparison, I believe. I think he said they're on the same body. I think okay. he said they like it's a new head sculpt, but I think it's like it's supposed to look more like the the animation one rather than the action figure. Yeah, but I I want to say it's actually the same body, but it didn't look that small because yeah, he, he should be way bigger than the turtles. Like Toxie's a big dude, so yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they can they can actually keep their promise and keep getting out Toxic Crusaders. Maybe Troma's just really easy to work with. You ask Lloyd Kaufman if they can make toys of his stuff. He's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe he's just easy because you know Troma's not a big company like Viacom or something. Jerome always been like the small man studio. So yeah. they're probably easier to work with uh, than, you know, Nickelodeon and stuff like that. 
But yeah, they also recently, not super recently, but you know, past few months got out all the Silverhawks, well, the first two waves of Silverhawks finally. And uh, before that was done, they already announced the entire first wave with Vac Metal. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So uh, just like the toy colors, because then they have Buzzsaw being green and stuff too. And uh, But yeah, at least they're starting. It seems like every time they almost get caught up, they announce five more waves for that line. And yeah. you said, I didn't even know about this, but you said they announced a new Turtles line. Yeah, so I haven't watched the stream yet. I'm like behind on watching everything, but I think they, they did an interview with the Foosh and they said that the 2003 Turtles are coming next year, which I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the same line, which means these are going to be waves that are now taken up by the 2003 Turtles. And very excited for anybody who is into this and wants these. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, somebody else is getting something they want, but not going to lie. I just it it really does just feel like the death of this line as we know it. And again, I'm here for the playmates nostalgia. And if that goes away, I just I'm probably gonna go away from the line too. Like I'm definitely not gonna get the 2003 figures. Yeah, I do like the 2003 show. I think the 2003 show is damn good. But like, yeah, I'm not gonna buy ultimates for it. Like, I still don't even own the playmates original toys from that line. No. So I'm I'm not buying, you know, fifty five dollar figures of 2003 turtles and like you said it's like it's cool for people who like 2003 i'm happy that someone's doing it i kind of wish neca was doing it because i think they could manage that they can manage multiple turtle lines at once they're already Super doing turtle. a lot though that's the thing like neca yeah. is doing a lot right now that's why i think we kind of should have waited for for 2003 i think super Seven's jumping on it because neca hasn't jumped on it yet i think that's so too. not what super seven does NECA does the tune ones and the movie ones. Everything people came to super seven to get their childhood toys turned into adult collector toys. And for some reason they did, they never seem to be able to realize that that's the appeal of their brand because they keep doing all this stupid collector shit. Like, Oh, you can get white Jersey Donatello and scratch. And even though scratch is a great figure, it's like, this is not what people want. People want, pizza face and ground chuck and you know those characters we still we, i mean we still don't even have general Trag announced and uh that's insane uh we don't have like napoleon bonafrog hasn't been announced and stuff like, all these characters that people are expecting aren't going to happen now because they started something they took way too long to finish it and now they got bored of it and now they're just doing other stuff and I don't know if they have the four horsemen anymore. We've said that before that uh, we don't think they do, which that, that alone can make me stop collecting the line. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, the, the 2003 ones, it's like, it's a great show, but how many figures can you do? You can do the turtles, April splinter, shredder, Karai, Casey Baxter, hun. And then there's like, a few like other characters like there's plenty of monsters and stuff and like you know bad guys that show up but they're not like not to crap on the 2003 show i think it's a great show but they're not on the level of iconic as like you know the, the classic turtles villains and stuff most of their most famous characters are from the mirage comics like leatherhead and uh fugitoid and stuff like that and i mean obviously they had usagi who's not a ninja turtle character but it's just like most of that's just going to be overlap 
of characters we already have figures from in the 88 form. So it, it's, it just seems such a, like such a weird thing to do, especially for a company that's taking so long just to do what they originally promised. Like NECA keeps pumping things out. So when they announce a bunch of crazy stuff, I'm like, all right, bring it. Cause I know it's coming soon. Like super seven, like don't, don't move on to something new. You didn't even finish what you started guys. And that's kind of what I see happening is them just like, jumping around from theme to theme now and not really having like any kind of cohesiveness like i mean the 2003 turtles might not even get a whole wave maybe they'll just get like a turtle and 2003 shredder and then a couple of like the random design figures like i feel like the next wave that gets shown off is going to be the biggest telltale sign of what's happening like i feel like if we don't see anything that's truly playmates inspired in the next round it's over for the playmates collectors like it's going to be something totally different they're going to go a total or a bunch of totally different routes and i mean like i said i i i'm glad that 2003 fans are going to get like awesome collectors figures because personally i think the 2003 figures they look good but they're i've have had that whole set before and they're the worst to play with like they are very stuck in their pre-post positions like you couldn't even fudge them to fit in a vehicle because they're posed so hard in their positions like i don't know i I thought they were the worst of all the figures that i've had and i just yeah i just i don't know i'm just i'm I'm gonna lose interest very quickly i feel like with super seven it's gonna get to the point where like i mean i shouldn't even be talking about them because i'm just not interested in what they're doing anymore but I think, like you said, we're waiting for Wave 11 to come off, come out, like be announced, because uh, that's all Super 7 does is announce stuff. Nothing comes out. Um, we're waiting for that to get announced because that'll be the telltale sign if we should keep following them or not. And uh, it, it's so weird, though, because, you know, when Wave 8 came out, that was shown off. We were all disappointed. We're like, ah, this line's going down the shitter. Then Wave 9 was a slam dunk. No pun intended. Yeah. It was slam dunking down. <laughs> but yeah, Wave 9 was amazing. So it's like every time they almost lose you, they pull you back in with yeah. something. So I, I don't the thing know. Is they're just pulling us back in with digital renders. Like they're not <laughs> even pulling us back in again. We're going almost a year without any figures. And it was pretty much a year before that. Like they've had one. And I, mean, I guess we've had the glow in the dark figures, but since yeah. an actual wave is hit, it has been last fall when waves five and six both dropped at the same time. And it has just been, barren other than the glow in the dark figure since then and that's the other thing like they have this line right now pushed out for another year if they announce figures a year from now those aren't going to be out for another two years that's going to bring us into 2026 like i mean i feel like by then they'll have somebody will be going after 2012 like who knows where the landscape for turtle collecting is even going to be two years from now i feel like it's already to me it just seems like everything's kind of cooling i don't know if everything is there's just so many options now but like i don't know it just doesn't feel the same as it did two years ago you know what i mean like it just the environment feels different and i feel like it is going to keep changing yeah not necessarily for the worse but it's just, it's going to be different it might be for the worse but you know i think it's going to be different like you said i think 2012 nostalgia is going to start getting stronger and stronger the, the older that show gets and someone's probably going to jump on that line and mm-hmm. someone's probably going to start making those and that has so many figures you can yeah. make from it. Um, so many crazy character designs. So yeah, I, I don't really know. I don't I don't think Super 7 has a horse in this race anymore because it's like they're not doing if they're not doing plus versions of the Playmates figures, which is what everyone wanted, then they don't have 
something to draw people in. They don't have anything. They, 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 they don't, they don't have a, a, a you know, a, it's an identity. They don't have an identity. Yeah, it's just, an identity. It becomes a hodgepodge line of anything goes after that. And I think that's what made the Disney line do so bad is like they do some figures from this movie and then jump to this movie. And you can't yeah. ever build your collection that you want to build the way you want to build it. Like you can only do it the way they want to give it to you. And I feel like that's where like it really does just drive me nuts that their motto is straight up like nobody made the toys we made. So or nobody made the toys we wanted. So we made them ourselves. But it's like make the toys we want. We're the ones that are buying them. Like you yeah. guys can make whatever you want, but also make what we want because we are your paying customers. Also, I got to say like, no offense to anyone that can make whatever they want to make. But if the toy you always wanted was the little girl from the rescuers, you shouldn't be making toys. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the Disney that ones, got I, canceled. <laughs> that got canceled. I think the rescuers wave did get canceled. Yeah. Oh, good. Cause that, that was a bad idea. Anyway, no, yeah. no, no disrespect to any rescuers fans, but that was a bad idea. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the Disney ones and delays, the uh, when they announced the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff a year ago, they said it was going to come out in August or September of this year. It's pushed into next year now. It's 2024. I think summer 2024 it's coming out. So that's going to be like two years that people are in the wait for those. By then, yeah, I think NECA will have theirs out way before yeah. that. NECA's not saying much about them, but I think they're going to be out by Halloween probably. They're probably just going to start showing up on store shelves by the end of this month probably. And they're probably well, I feel like a good, good indicator is I think New York Comic Con's coming up pretty soon. So if yeah. they don't show them there, I feel like it's a good chance they won't come out this year because I feel like they'd be insane not to drop them at Halloween. But yeah. maybe I could be wrong. They drop horror stuff all year round. So, I mean, who knows? They do, yeah. But I just feel like Nightmare Before Christmas, even more than Christmas, <clears throat> is just synonymous with halloween like you go to a spirit halloween they always have a whole freaking wall yeah. of nightmare before christmas and stuff so i mean i guess you can go to hot topic any time of the year and they have a whole freaking wall of nightmare before christmas right. <laughs> but, uh yeah i, I don't know I, I again like it's just super seven takes so long to make the stuff by the time they get it out neca already did it better so it's like by the time they finally get their 2003 figures out neca will probably already have done half that line so <laughs> i don't know man i don't know what super seven's doing uh, I don't know what goes on over there. I guess they just sit around talking about, hey, what toys did you want as a kid? And then they start writing them down and they're like, oh, let's make 3D renders for all this shit. And just yeah, putting it out. we got renders. We got renders all day long. We got renders. Someone someone immediately got working on. Oh, we, we need to make a render for the, the little girl from the rescuers. That's going to sell. That's going to sell like hotcakes. Everyone's everyone's going to want to buy that. You know? Sorry, I don't know. Maybe some people wanted that. I just I just don't understand that figure. No, it is. I mean, they, they really just need to consolidate. Like I've said this before, like their bread and butter was turtles and thundercats. And that's just what they needed to go in hard with and then try a couple other things. It's just too much too fast. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't can't predict the future. We have no idea what their actual financial situation is, but I can't imagine that just the way they're taking in money and pushing stuff back that it's going to end well in the next couple of years. Yeah, I don't think it will, especially since, you know, competition's so strong with, with NECA. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, even even other companies, you know, Four Horsemen, which actually, by the way, got me the, 
You finally got night. it. No, nice. I finally got it. I had to get it. I'm like, I look too cool for Halloween in my room. I, I couldn't believe it. you didn't have it already, honestly. Like, I can't believe you waited this long, especially after missing it the first time. Like, I figured yeah. you've been chomping at the bit for that second release. <laughs> yeah, I had to get it. The uh, Figura Obscura. That's a mouthful. Just be Figure Obscura. <laughs> uh, Headless Horseman. It's like an offshoot of Mythic Legions. I don't own any Legions, but I can see why everyone loves them with this figure. I have, I have a little bit of nitpicks with it. Some of the joints are really loose. Um, but it, it's, it's awesome. I have it underneath all my NECA universal monsters. It fits right in with them. So, nice. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, even with uh, a lot of what super seven does, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of what super seven does, they claim they're making the figures they always wanted, but to a certain degree, they're definitely making the figures that they think no one else is making Yeah, because NECA has the universal monsters going next one coming out is a creature from the black lagoon. They haven't done the Metaluna mutant, the mutant uh, from this island Earth, which Raph famously was back in the Playmates line. But Super 7 made, randomly made that figure and no other Universal Monster one. And I have to say, it looks okay. It doesn't look as good as NECA's. It's surprisingly lacking in deco. It's like kind of just solid colors from the way it looks. And uh, so someone said something to me in a video about how lacking they are in deco. And honestly, I never really realized it until that person said it and I started looking at everything, like most of what they have going on is just like the piece of whatever cast in that color. Like the, other than like the early turtle stuff, like they, everything really is lacking in deco more and more. And I never noticed it until recently, but it is true. And it kind of bums me out a little bit because again, like when you look at a figure like Muckman, like it has tons of fucking paint on it. When you look at that bebop figure, it has tons of fucking paint on it. And it just, Again, man, like I feel like they're just trying to sacrifice quality for quantity, and it's just it's just a bummer to see a company that I held in such high regard just bum me out so much. Yeah, I I did see that <clears throat> there was a comment on our YouTube channel, which uh, uh, if you don't know, we have our own YouTube channel. Go search the Party Wagon Podcast on YouTube.com. Yeah, I got to start doing a better job of plugging that like everywhere. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting to plug it. Go subscribe today. But yeah, someone left a comment on one of the videos, I think on there, where uh, when we did NECA versus Super 7. And they said, like, honestly, I disagree with everything you guys said about them. I feel like NECA makes much better quality stuff, Super 7. They said something about, like, Super 7. They said they thought the plastic felt cheaper. I don't agree with that. Um, but they said the deco was worse. And it wasn't until they said that. I'm like, yeah, you look at, like, Leatherheads. Like, I love that figure, but I remember complaining when I first got him in my toy haul video. Like, I kind of wish he had deco on him. He's kind of just yeah. solid colors. And, and I think for the turtles, it worked a little bit better, even though they did have some deco, you know, shading on like the, the shells and everything. But I think it works a little bit better to be simpler because they're based on those bright, silly 90s toys, kind of like the Toxic Crusaders and stuff. But when you see them tackle something more realistic, like Universal Monsters, or they did a you know, Dracula or Orlock from Nosferatu, which isn't universal, but they're clumping it with the mutant for some reason. Um, when you see them do something more realistic and it has that really limited deco, that's when you really start to notice like, oh, they, they're not, they don't do this very much. Because then you look at the NECA universal monsters, especially the universal monster turtles. And there is like just an, an obscene amount of deco on all those figures. Yeah, like very well. So, yeah, I, I do have to give NECA a point there. I think people who say that are right. I think NECA is beating them in the, de the deco department by far. Yeah, it really is just, it's the things that, like, with the tune line, there's just a lot of, like, 
bad deco with like the line work and stuff yeah, like yeah. that but when you look at the more live action stuff usually that paint is pretty on point like I, I like you mentioned earlier i feel like the monster mashup line is like their cream of the crop this is what we can yeah. do when we're really trying to do something good for the most part i don't have like the splinter or the um april figure or anything like that i know people aren't as stoked on those but as far as the turtles go like i mean those are as good as any figures as i have from anything yeah, I think honestly, I like all of them except I'd say the Splinter one's the weak link of all of them. Not because it's badly decoed or anything, it is nicely decoed. It's just a boring, weird idea for a figure. It's not a good execution, I think. Uh, or all the other ones, I think like the, the April one is great. I think the Casey Jones one's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I, in the store. he's like the only one I've never seen in the store. I still haven't seen the Casey. I saw him once. I'm glad I got him because I've never seen him again. Yeah. I see April's upon April's, Splinter's upon Splinter's. Even like Mike has just been everywhere. Leo, Leo, not so much. Leo's Rad. the other one I, I still don't have. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen Leo since like he first made his rounds. I still see Don sometimes, but yeah, Casey Jones, he came out for like a week in targets and then he just left. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what it is about NECA and Casey Jones figures, but they just they don't stick uh -huh. around. This is April O'Neil, Channel 6 News, and you're watching the Party Wagon Podcast. All right, you guys, so for the main portion of this episode, we're going to do what we did for the Turtles a few episodes back, where we basically rank designs of different characters from anything from action figures to cartoons to comics, pretty much the majority of the most popular variations we can think of around this tier list, and we're going to rank them S tier through F tier, S tier being the cream of the crock, cream of the crock, cream of the crop, F tier being complete duds. And hopefully we get a pretty spread out list, ideal, and we all just don't love everything, but or hate everything, I guess. Yeah. So we're gonna do the the Foot Clan this time. So for some reason, I didn't think of adding Foot Soldiers, but we got Shredder, we got Karai, and we've got Bebop and Rocksteady. We're gonna start with Shredder because I mean, after you do the Turtles, that's basically the the most sensible one to move on to is the Shredder. Uh, we've got. Mirage Shredder, 1987 Shredder, 1988 Playmate Shredder, 1990 Movie Shredder, Secret of the Used Shredder, 2003, 2012, Nickelodeon, Batman vs. TMNT, IDW, Michael Bay 2014, Out of the Shadows 2016, and then Rise. All right, yeah. So I guess we got Mirage Shredder up first. Yep. All right, so... For me, easy A, and I think that's kind of what he is for me as a strong A. I probably agree. So it's it's the first Shredder design. Uh, it's hard to get something perfect the first time around, but it's also hard to beat the the ingenuity of the first one. Yeah. Um, he looks like what you picture when you hear the Shredder. Like when you hear, you're not going to be like shocked. If you're someone who got into a later iteration of Turtles and then discovered Mirage, you're not going to be like shocked by how the shredder looks. Like he looks like what you want him to look like. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was, I mean, as good of a first try as you could have. I feel like every version is very, very, very derivative of this version because it was done so well. Like there's not a lot of really wild shredder designs that are actually classic shredder. Like almost every single one stays pretty close to this original as we're going to see as we go through this list. Yeah, there's some pretty weird shit when you get near the later ones, but <laughs> when we talk about the early ones, yeah, he's, I, I, I agree with you. He's an A. He's, uh, 
He's an easy A for me. Cool. Lock him in. All right. 1987. So this is probably a C for me. I feel like it's what? basically a very okay. Again, I <laughs> I I like this design, but if I'm being objective here, I feel like it's basically just a very plain Jane regular comic shredder. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wanted to throw this dude an S. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, it's just so damn iconic. Uh, it I'm is trying- iconic. Yeah, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here. And yeah. Again, there, to me, it, this is one of my definitive shredders. But, I mean, like, there's just nothing really, like, I don't know. If you look at him, he is just a very plain design. It's just grays and blacks, and he's got a little bit of purple. Like his metal's not even metallic-y. Apparently, his face thing is actually a cloth when he pulls it off at one <laughs> point, which is the most mind effing thing ever when that happens. You know what? It's weird. He does that in one episode, but then in other episodes, he takes it off. It is metal. Yeah. I think in the first metal. season, it is or early on, it is metal. I do know that. I think that's just honestly a case of like animators just didn't know what the hell each other were drawing. Like you right. have like like a thousand underpaid people drawing that show, and like not everyone was on the same page. So, um, yeah, I guess I can see that. That like he's he's not flashy. He's kind of stock Saturday morning villain kind of design. But I I feel like he's undoubtedly the most iconic Shredder design. Like. By far, I think bar none, he is. If you asked most people what the shredder looks like, they would try to draw this shredder. Yeah. And again, I think that's just a lot of the, the original 87 cartoon. If you asked an average Turtles fan our age, that are, okay, so an average normal person that was a fan of Turtles when they were a kid, this is where a lot of their minds would go on a lot of designs. Yeah. Man, this is going to be a tough one. I think we disagree on this one a lot. Well, okay, so here's the thing. If we argue it, splitting the line between A and B, just based off the iconicness and the fact that I know you'll be able to sleep a little bit better tonight, he can go in the A category. We'll put him in A after Mirage for now. That might okay. change. Because, <laughs> again, this is a combination of our list. It's not my <laughs> list. It's not your list. We're kind of trying to split the middle with any far differences we have. And just letting everyone know, I don't have, like, pure 87 show bias because for the Turtles, I did not put them at the top. There was, like, a few versions before the 87 ones. But Yeah, you're okay. about to see some real unbiased on this next figure, so. <laughs> 88 Shredder. F. I think so, too. I think he's, I- like... He's easily the worst figure of the first two waves, without a doubt. Like, I don't, even even uh, April might be a better figure. I think. Nah, she doesn't stand as good. She isn't as big and chunky. She doesn't come with as cool of weapons. Nah, he's better. Okay, so I'm gonna agree with you on that one thing. I feel like Shredder gets a really bad rap for being hard to stand, but I think April is the hardest figure to stand. I really don't have a problem getting Shredder standing, honestly. No, the fact that he's hunched over actually like distributes the weight really well. He yeah. never falls over, honestly. Like the ones that fall over, like Casey Jones, April, Ace Duck, like those guys, like they they fall over like all the time. Dude, but none I, of my I, playmates' figures really ever fall. It's literally all my Marvel Legends take the most dives and a NECA figure here and there. My, uh, my, my playmates haven't fallen over in a long time. 
but a lot of them I have like April I have resting against the wall. Ace Duck I have resting against the toy package. And Chrome Dome, I have resting against the back of Ground Chuck and Dirtbag because, like, those three, I, especially April and Chrome Dome, those guys don't stand. Chrome Dome sucks, and he also has no weight because he's so yeah. hollow, too. So, yeah, he's definitely the worst. But, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like, I think the Shredder, the Super 7 version was a huge upgrade for this figure for sure. Like, that's, again, going back to early Super 7s, like, I don't just hate Super 7. I'm actually a huge fan of their early stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like that did that figure justice, even though he's just blasting bare chest with a cape, which is a ridiculous design. Like, I that I get what they were going for after seeing the Super 7 version, but this original Playmates version, big swing and a miss design wise. Yeah, I get again, I can see what they're going for that like lean muscle without a shirt. They're doing Bruce Lee, basically. They're doing like, you know, end of kind of like the end of a uh, uh, way, uh, I can't think of the Enter the Dragon, <laughs> the one everyone yep. knows. A big, big boss is probably my favorite, but Enter the Dragon, that's the one that everyone knows. But even the bad guys fighting has the claw and everything. It's like, it almost seems like that there's some inspiration directly taken from like, you know, Bruce Lee's body with that figure. Um, but it just looks stupid. I, I said it in my Turtle Talk video. He doesn't even look angry. He looks like concerned. He looks sad. Like he's just a pathetic looking shredder. His eyebrows are on his helmet, and <laughs> that's that's the most ridiculous part, especially after seeing it on the Super Seven head sculpt. Like, yeah. if there's anybody out there in the world that uses that head sculpt on their Super Seven figure, like, I, I don't know, I don't know if we could be friends. I just don't know. <laughs> that one's like, I get it's funny, but I don't, I don't even know why oh, they bother. It, it's scary. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely an F for now. It'll probably stay at F, but I think there might be. Some competition later on. Probably not, though. So, 1990 live-action movie. The first live-action Shredder. So this might be my only S choice on the list. I think this is my favorite-looking Shredder for sure. I don't... I love it. I, don't get me wrong. Immediately, I want to say, I probably agree with you. He's probably going in S. I do have one minor complaint about this Shredder. I've always had, though, in that... The guy they got to play him, he looks sinister, he looks cool, but he looks too small for the costume. Yep, yep, like, I, I agree with you there. It definitely <laughs> looks like he definitely has some serious 80s shoulder pads going, and it almost <laughs> looks like it just like tapers in to where he's like yeah. almost floating in the middle of the costume, kind of. It's not really touching yeah. his body anywhere. I definitely think they could have got a bigger dude face wise. He does look great. Like he looks yeah. like Shredder, but yeah, either that or just made the costume a bit I'm more snug for him. I don't know. I definitely know what you're saying though about yeah. it looking kind of baggy on him. Honestly, I think they should have just padded some muscle in the suit. Yeah. Like the same kind of foam they were using for the turtle, like the, the bodies, they should have just padded some muscle inside of the suit to make him look a little bigger. Uh, Cause like there are sometimes, sometimes he looks fine. There's some shots where he just looks badass as hell, but every now and then you get that shot where you're like, Hey, he looks he looks like a child wearing uh <laughs> he shredded. There's some times where he straight up looks like Rick Moranis from Spaceballs. There's like the huge <laughs> See, I feel like I get that a little bit more from the Secret of the Use Shredder. We'll talk about that one. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think he's S, regardless of the fact that he's lacking in the body for what he should be to be as intimidating as Shredder should. This guy is the scariest shredder by far. Yeah. Uh like especially when we were kids. There's probably been scarier shredders since then. But this guy scared the crap out of you when you were a kid. When we yeah. were kids, this was an intimidating villain. This was like, 
holy shit, how are the how are the turtles gonna beat this guy? Um yeah, and most I mean, of that was due to the look. Yeah, every scene where he was like pretty much in the factory, like when he's just walking in in the it didn't this didn't make the final cut, but he basically kills a couple foot soldiers while sitting down by the sounds of yeah. it. And I mean he's so intimidating there when he's talking to Shredder and he pretty much backhands him and puts his claws up to his face. And then when he drops down on the rooftop before he fights them all, like that's just, that is probably my all time most iconic shredder moment is he's just standing there with the spike staff. Like, I don't know. I think that's just the pinnacle of shredder badass. And I like that in the animated Batman versus TMNT, they, they redid that animation of shredder dropping down, like in, in like yep. pseudo slow motion, like the way he does on the rooftop. That was a nice touch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we both agree this is ass. Okay. Okay. Secret of the use, Shredder. So, probably a B or a C for me. Probably more B. Like, I, I, like the, I like the bladed helmet. That is the one thing I do like about this. But, I don't know. There's something I like more about the red or hot pink. I've, I've never been able to figure out what color the actual first movie is. I've always Maroon? seen it as hot pink. But, yeah, I don't know. But the purple just doesn't do it for me, and I don't know why. And I feel like the shoulder pads are even more ridiculous in this costume. Like, I feel like his shoulder pads are huge in this. Yeah, I would call the first one, like, maroon, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, They definitely made him purple because they wanted him. They wanted more of the colors that kids saw in the 87 cartoon. Yeah. Um, This design, the best way I can describe it, is someone took the original Shredder from the 1990 movie they handed the design to a 12-year-old boy and said, redesign this. Yeah. And this is what he, he came up with. Oh, he's going to have buzz saws all over him. <laughs> and he's going to be covered in all this crazy shit. And it's like, it's cool. And I get it that like his, it's cool that you can look at his armor closer and realize a lot of it, like Antoka and Razar's armor is like made out of the scraps in the junkyard. Uh, although it's way too shiny to be junk, but um yeah, it's a bit too busy, though. I think it was made to be a toy, which, ironically, they didn't make a toy of regular Shredder from this movie. Um, but they, they made him to look like an action figure, whereas in the first one, he looks like an intimidating, you know, freaking... Well, actually, he looks more like a samurai, but he looks like an intimidating ninja master. Like, in this one, he yeah. looks like an action figure. Yeah. So, you, you said B or C? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit more C on this one, honestly. All right, we'll put him in C for now. He might get bumped up if some other ones suck too hard. So, <laughs> all right, now we're leaving our childhood, <laughs> and now we're entering later eras of turtles. Now we have two thousand three. So for me, probably same issue as the regular Shredder, but in a different way. Like this one does look a little bit more intimidating, but he's just very plain and generic for me. Like I feel like he'd be a hard C for me too. I would argue above a C, but I'm going to bring him back to a C in a second. I would normally say I'd put him in A, like right after 87 one. Although I think he looks way more like Chrome Dome than he does like Shredder. Like he, he just straight up looks like Chrome Dome. <clears throat> but I would say he looks more intimidating than the original. Um, he does look more basic. His color scheme is just all silver and black. Uh, but I think it's a really badass design. But then when you see his true design, the Utram, uh, it's something about that simplistic Ben 10 blocky art style. The Utram's like something organic and blobby doesn't work. And it just looks like he's this cute 
blocky little octopus and I just I can't can't take him seriously when he's like a little blocky octopus. So uh, for the 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 the, uh, the Utram drops into C for me. All right, are we gonna like put him before Secret of the Use or after Secret of the Use? I think nostalgia bias. I gotta put Secret of the Use first. I was gonna say I'd put him before because I think he just looks more badass normally, but I, I'm not gonna argue that because. Nostalgia wants to say Secret of the Use for me also. Yeah. So sorry, but I think 2003, even though it's a very badass design, it's not exactly what I want for Shredder, especially not the U-Drum design. So. All right, 2012, first CG Shredder. So I do not love this one. He's probably a D for me, honestly. Oh, wow. So I utterly shat on the, the 2012 turtle designs when we did yeah, that. I know you don't really like anything from that show design wise. <laughs> I will say, I think Shredder's one of the better designs. I think for the most part, the humans actually look better than the, the, the mutants in that show. Like I think, I think Shredder and April look significantly better than most of the other cast. Casey Jones. No, but Shredder and April look pretty good. Splinter, I think is probably the most solid character design in that show. Mm-hmm. Shredder, anyway, honestly, like the 87, again, I know we're not talking about Splinter here, but I think the 2012 design might be like his most like, I don't know how I want to say it. Like it, it, it makes, if you think of like a, a, a sensei that you respect, I feel like that's the Splinter that I think of when I think yeah. of that. It's got that good posture. Yeah. So he looks like Pai Mei, but as a rat. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say that I'd put this in C. Uh, I guess we can also say, I guess we're only doing shredder designs, whereas this one and, uh, secret of the use become super shredder. Uh, I don't know if we should count super shredder designs towards the final score. Um, I feel like they're its own thing. Yeah. I think that's kind of cheating. Uh, so this regular shredder, I would put him at the end of C personally, but okay. Okay. Cause we have some ones coming up. I think are worse. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, Batman versus TMNT. So, I feel like for this one, probably a B for me. I like it a little bit more than the 87 one, which I know it could still end up being higher because of your pull for that. But for me, I like it a little bit better. I think it's just kind of a better version of that version for me. I don't know. I just, I like it a little bit more than the 87 version, but I still don't love it enough to put it in ars the way i see this one is that it's very much supposed it very much looks like it follows the color scheme and design choices of the idw one simplified mm -hmm. into a cartoon show version yep um i i just think of it as an inferior version of the idw design <laughs> okay. uh but I, I do think there's something about red i don't think works for shredder uh that's that's just personal bias so like that doesn't actually hold any weight but i don't know to me the colors seem a bit busy they seem like undefined like they needed to work out the design a little bit more to get the color scheme right but it's a good looking shredder it does everything it needs to and uh if you you i think you said you want to put it in b yeah that's where my okay i, I, I would call it a hard b for me i'd probably put it in a c but I can live with B. So. Okay. <laughs> All 
All right, IDW Shredder. Okay, so I know you just said you don't like red on Shredder, but this is probably maybe my second favorite Shredder. Like, I really like this design. I don't know if I like it S tier, but for me, this is an A. Like, I like this design. I don't know why. I like Shredder in the IDW run. Like, he's kind of, I don't know, he's like the most complex he's ever been. And I know we're ranking this off looks and not just the character alone, but I really like IDW Shredder, and I really like that design. I actually really like the design too. Um, it, I don't love the red. That's true. But like I said, I, I already admitted, I think it's better than the Batman one. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really good blend of kind of like all the past shredder designs. Like it's a pretty good, like middle ground for like the original Mirage, the 2003 and even a bit of the 87, like it, it kind of like with the Cape and everything, it's kind of 87 with the fact that he kind of like when he's in full armor, sometimes he looks almost like robotic, like like the, the yeah. 2003 one kind of did. And then he just has that general grit and like look that the, the Mirage one did. So I personally, I, I'd put it in A, but I would put it at the end of A. I think Mirage and 87 are still more de- well defined, but and iconic. But I, I do think it belongs in A. Where do you think it belongs? In okay, that? so I would have said the beginning of A, so <laughs> I think we got to slap them right in the middle then. Right and that's the, middle. the perfect middle ground. <laughs> Again, I just, I don't know. He just, he, to me, he has the perfect amount of edge. Like, I just, I don't know what it is about that design, but I resonated with it, like, right away. Yeah, okay. All right, now the giant Megatron of Michael Bay robot, five billion blades on each freaking arm monstrosity from the 2014 beloved classic teenage mutant ninja turtles so i know we need a d but i gotta send this guy right to f man like this is this is worse okay this is worse than playmates i think i think this is the worst shredder ever this is the most overcompensating freaking shredder yeah, exactly it's ridiculous like literal I mean, edgelord like <laughs> it's just that that day idea of more is better And, uh, but the thing is, so the story behind this guy, when you really think about it is like, he's supposed to be this big mech suit. He's supposed to look like freaking Megatron a, because transformers made a shit ton of money, (laughs) but B because originally Eric Sachs, the business dude was going to be piloting this fucking thing. So he wasn't going to actually be a ninja master. He was just gonna be a rich business guy wearing an Iron Man suit with blades. So now that they actually put a Ninja Master in it, it makes no fucking sense because it's like <laughs> this was clearly made for a scrawny business guy. And uh, I didn't even realize this one pointed out to me that Eric Sachs is like the English version of Oroko Saki. Like they basically just changed the name into like an English name. And oh, uh, interesting. So Wait. it's like, yeah, we all know he was supposed to be Shredder originally. And then people got mad. So was my name Saki and... <laughs> Well, your name is Oroko. But Oroko is like the surname, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, but it's not really a direct translation, but it sounds like, like Oroko, Eric. Because they would, if they said Eric in Japan, it'd be like Eriko. It's like that kind of, like Eriko okay. or something. Probably Eriko is probably how they'd say it. And then I guess Sax is like Saki. I, I don't know. You can see how they got it from the other. Yeah. But people got really mad when they heard that Shredder was going to be a billionaire you know american dude so yeah he's definitely it's just definitely a not my shredder moment like none for me i think if this dude 
was like just a villain in a generic action movie, it probably would have looked kind of badass. Yeah. Like, okay, I could see how they did the teeth on the mask, like it's an old, like, you know, samurai helmet or something. But when this is supposed to be Shredder, it's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, yeah. he has like a chainsaw and 15 spoons on like each <laughs> arm. Like, it's, fuck this design. This is going bottom. <laughs> All right, now we have Out of the Shadows, 2016, where somehow the Shredder gets like 30 years younger. He gets his hair back. He loses the scars on his face and he becomes twice as handsome. I don't know how that happened, but somehow that happened in those two (laughs) years between those movies. He also lost his Megatron suit. And now he's he's wearing a, a, a... Above average party city shredder costume, if you ask me. <laughs> so I feel like we finally found our perfect D spot right here. Like I feel like he just he just seems like he'll fit very well there for me. He's a he's a good improvement from the 2014 one, but That's not, uh, I that just say much. Yeah, it just it's too little, too late. And uh, honestly, there's, there's think- no way I like him more than anything in the C tier. You know what I mean? But exactly. I definitely don't hate him as much as the other two. But I'm just a way to discredit how they did the Shredder's look. I think he looks cooler with the helmet off, and that's a problem. Yeah, the, the helmet is his that. most iconic feature. I feel like. Yeah, that would be like I don't know, thinking that Batman looks cooler as Bruce Wayne. It's yeah. like you screwed up. So, and then we have whatever the hell <laughs> the Rise Shredder is, where he's like. He looks like something out of the Max. You remember the Max? Yep. He looks like something. Like, he's like, he looks like a freaking Hydralisk from Starcraft. Like, I don't know, he's like, because he's a well, demon it, suit of armor. So, does he have, if I remember it right, is he built like Johnny Bravo? Is he huge in the upper body <laughs> with teeny legs? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's got that. Probably another, I mean, F tier contender. Like, I, I didn't care for this design. I remember when the action figures were $5. <laughs> I bought all the turtles. I didn't even get that shredder. Cause he, he looks, he has like animal legs too. He's got like this little weird, like werewolf legs and he's got like a monster face and claws. And again, if this was a villain in just a generic cartoon, it would be a really badass design. But when you tell me that this is the shredder, I get it's a different interpretation. I'm not judging the plot they did with it. I'm not judging the story, but just as a look for the shredder, I just look at it and scratch my head and say, where's the shredder? Like all I see is, freaking monsters <laughs> yeah i i would say i'd put it probably at the top of f because it's a cool design it's just not a cool it's not a great shredder design yeah okay i can agree with that i really don't like the other two designs so oh that michael bay one is that's that's the worst yeah yeah so again pretty balanced list here yeah we got uh every tier got at least one no tier had more than three and I feel like our only real discrepancy was 87 Shredder. And honestly, the more I think about that, the more I look at the list, he probably would be a B for me overall anyway. So I feel like the A splitting the difference from us was the right thing. I think he would be yeah, right, I mean, right can, behind the Batman Shredder for me. You compare him to like out of the shadows Shredder and stuff. It's like it's no contest. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Want to move on to Karai? We're going right. to knock her out, too. So we're getting a twofer on this one. All right. We got Mirage. We've got 2003, 2007, 2012, 
IDW, 2014 Michael Bay, Out of the Shadows, Rise, and Shredder's Revenge. All right, hang on a second. Let me see if I can go in a full mode. I got to see these pictures better. Okay, so starting off with Mirage, I would say this is probably an A tier. I feel like it's the same situation as Shredder where it kind of set the tone and her character didn't really shift a whole lot from her. Like it gave us the reds. I mean, I know this is a black and white comic, but her red and purple vibe kind of stuck right off the bat. And I feel like that's what we get a lot with her. I know, again, you said you don't like the red on the foot clan, but I almost feel like that's her staple color as much as the purple to me. Okay, I didn't like red on the shredder. I don't mind red on the Foot Clan. I love the red okay. bandanas on the Foot Soldiers in the movies okay. and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I actually like, I like the concept of this design more than I like how it was executed. And I'm not, you know, throwing any shade at the artists, you know, who worked on the Mirage comics, but I, I don't think there's a lot of consistency to how she looks. Like, I feel like in, in, in some, she looks like a totally different girl. Like, in some frames to another, she looks like a totally different person. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an awesome design. She ha- It's kind of like what gave us, like, the cropped hair, the big shoulder pads, the red and purple. Uh, I, I think it's it's a good starting point for that design. I wouldn't say it's the best of those designs. So, you want to do A? That's where I have her. I'll, I'll I'll put her at A now. It might I might change my mind over time, but as of right now, that sounds fine. So, all right, two thousand three, probably like a C for me. Something about her face, just I don't know, it doesn't seem right to me, and I don't know. I don't know if it's a face. I don't know if it's a hair. And again, like I, I don't like this foot aesthetic in general like the black and grays just seem very boring to me it's the same with shredder i i think again we're not talking about the foot soldiers right now but i just i i don't know i think this was just a very boring era for the foot for me i think i think it's a it's pretty much the same design as the mirage one just kind of like stylized for this show and the colors are definitely muted because, you know, in the 2000s, colors were considered lame. Like yeah. the X-Men were all wearing black Edward Scissorhand costumes and, mm-hmm. you know, like Bullseye from Daredevil was wearing a Matrix costume and everyone was dressing like it was the freaking Matrix. So everyone's had black leather. You were lame if you didn't dress like the Matrix or Blade. <laughs> so, yeah, she's wearing, like it's supposed to be like a bluish purple she's wearing, but it looks gray for like 90 percent of the show. Um. Her face is a bit generic. She looks kind of like she could be anyone out of like Real Adventures of Johnny Quest or something. Yeah, like, and that's what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's just not exciting to me. I do like the design. I think it's it's iconic in its own right. Because I, my problem with some designs for Karai is that they're not iconic enough. She's too plain looking. It's iconic in its own right, but I think the art style might bring it down a little bit. So I would personally probably put it low B. Um, If no one else goes in, if too many other things go and be that are better than it, it might, I'd be fine bumping it to C. Uh, you said you wanted it in C, I think, right? I would say you can write it B right now looking at this list. Okay. I think we go B. 
All right. 2007 movie design. It's not the most standout design, and it is pretty generic. Again, all black. I'm fighting. I'm fighting putting this higher. I want to, my inner self wants to put a higher because they made her sexy as hell. But <laughs> I'm not going to let myself put her higher just because they made her sexy in this movie. I'm going to base it on how iconic it looks. And it's mostly just a black costume. So I, I don't know why, but I feel like the character herself, like, it's making me just hard to be biased on this one because I really liked, like, I think Karai was kind of the standout character to me in this movie. She didn't get a lot of play, but I really liked Karai in this movie. And it, you're right. It is a little bit more generic, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, to me, I like it better than the 2003 one. So for me, it would probably be and on the B level for me. I, I, I do. So it is generic and I'm, I'm putting sexy bias aside. It is a cool design. I feel like for the first time ever, they got like a good face for Karai. Because uh, yeah. like I said, Mirage, her face morphed a lot. She looked like a different person from comic to comic. Um, and in 2003, we said Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, um, which is, you know, that show was fine. I'm not shitting on Johnny Quest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think this one has a really good, it's, you know, it's more cartoony than your traditional Karai. I guess it's a bit of a brat stall look to her, but... Uh, I think she has a good, she has a she has a good face. I think uh, for the design, she has the short hair, the cropped hair, but it's not like so doughboyy looking, where it looks kind mm -hmm. of silly. So I, I do think it. I think the hood is a good addition too. I, I like that, that too. Yeah. Also, like you know, she's got like the little red thing, which you know, in the two thousand three one, she has like the foot logo. It's the red foot logo, mm -hmm. but now it's just like a little red gem inner cleavage but um yeah I, I think it's a cool design i get where they're coming from but i really think the colors kill it for me she doesn't have any of the purple or red except for that little you know jewel and uh she doesn't have like that kind of like vest i don't know what you call it but that, that kind of, like, yeah i know what you mean it's like almost like the mortal Kombat, like yeah. ninja style <laughs> vest yeah yeah she doesn't have either of those and i think this one kind of crosses the line of, of them saying like, oh, if you just make a badass looking Asian chick, that, that counts as Karai. And I think you should hold on to some of those staples that make her the iconic character that she is. And I think they, yeah. they kind of let go of that just to jump on the, oh, cool, shiny black S&M superhero costumes. They're all the rage right now. Well, yeah. Hugh Jackman's wearing one, you know, Holly Terry's <laughs> wearing one. So, uh, I do really like this design. The design, though, I would personally, I'd personally probably put it above Mirage. But to be to be respectful, I'd probably put it at the end of A for me personally. Okay, so I, I think she could ride low A. Okay, because again, I liked it better than the 2003 design. And again, I, I don't want anybody to think I freak. I haven't even watched the show. I'm going to give it a try because everybody says it is the best series. That seems to be fandom consensus that it is a six close to mirage but even just looking at the foot clan logo it reminds me of bowser's like when you die in mario 64 and that flame bowser head comes up like that's what it looks like to me it does yeah that's what i see when i look at that logo like i just i don't know man there's something about the two that and i think that's why i haven't sat down and given it the try that i should have because 
like, like I said it before, there's just something about that art in the early 2000s. Maybe that's just because I was just the least into this kind of thing at that time. Just I don't know. I feel like that was a low point in art in general for me. Yeah, that was the point with like Justice League and stuff. There was a lot of really great cartoons, but like like the animation, the action was really good. But to yeah. make the action really good, they had to simplify the character designs. So it's like the 87 cartoon, the animation's a little choppy. It's not that smooth. But the, the but the drawings are much more detailed and, and rounded and fleshed out, whereas the two thousands everyone was just this very blocky like their their torso is just a big yep. V and then they have the legs and the box chins and everything. So yeah, it's not my favorite era. I think the Turtles was one of the better looking shows like that. I think probably like the the hierarchy is like Justice League looked the worst. It's probably the best of the shows, maybe. But Justice League looked the worst, then Turtles, then like He-Man was the best looking, but probably the worst of those three shows, in my opinion. It wasn't bad, but I just didn't really care. And that was also the era of like Batman Beyond, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I guess when I say Justice League, I'm clumping in like all of like the DC animation okay. at that time. Uh, they had like Static Shock and Teen Titans and stuff at that time, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to give the show a try, guys. I, I'm not hating on it. I just don't really just don't like the designs. But anyway, we'll move on. I'm going to stop hating on 2003. I like the- I like this. I don't say for me personally, it's not my favorite. My favorite's always going to be the '87 one, but I, I do think it's a great show. And like the Foot Clan's logo is supposed to be like a dragon footprint, like that's what yeah, it's supposed to yeah. look like. But I like the classic, like actual foot. But. All right, 2012. Okay, man. If you thought I was hating on 2003, this might be my least favorite Karai. Like she just I'm looks glad. ugly. Like her head shape is so stupid. Her haircut is so stupid. And when she turns into that freaking snake lizard serpent whatever she turns into like karai can't be a mutant come on guys like i just i don't know karai is my least favorite handled character Uh, i don't like casey either so two characters that i don't like they're two of my favorites usually i hated how they were handled in 2012 she's not for me i hate this design i hate it i agree completely I get its makeup, but like she just has like a little bit of red on her face, a little bit of yellow in her hair. She just has like random colors in random places. It doesn't feel like a finished character design. It feels no. like a, a, like a, a concept art. Uh, like you said, the shape of her head is weird. The shape of her hair is weird. She looks like a cat. She always looked like a cat to me. Like she has, like she looks like a yep. fucking cheetah or something. It's it's the shape of her head. It's just weird. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Even the way they did the, the makeup, she looks like a thundercat or something. And. uh yeah. It's it's yeah it's not a great design. Again, she's just wearing like silver and black, and uh, the snake thing is pretty silly looking. She has like little snake hands and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I don't think they did a bad job writing the character, uh, but I think she's she just looks abysmal. She's she's an easy F for me. Yeah. All right. All right, and now we're going to hit the polar opposite for me. So this is my S-tier Karai. This is my favorite Karai. Like, I love everything about this design. I like that she's super teeny. And again, I know this is supposed to be just based on the character designs, but she's a fucking badass in IDW. Like, I I really, really like this Karai. So anyone who, who knows the show or my channel knows I've never read the IDW comics. I don't have a personal connection to it. But I agree. I think this is actually just based on design alone. I think this is the this is like the perfect amalgamation of like what we yep. were working to working. That, that's exactly how I see it. Like it took all the components they got right and put it together in this one. Yeah. So I think yeah, easy S for me. Easy S. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I thought, yeah, <laughs> no question for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we have 2014. She's just wearing a scarf. You know, it's a little chilly out there in New York. So she's yeah, just... I'm not gonna lie. I feel like she almost just looks like a live action 2012 version with the hair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, she doesn't really. I, uh, I, guess, not... I don't hate it as much as the 2012 version. So D, but yeah, it really doesn't do anything for me, honestly. She doesn't look like a ninja. She doesn't look like a threat. She's like an average person. She's an yep. average Jane you'd see walking around New York subway yep. station. She's wearing a cozy little scarf you'd see, you know, someone at Starbucks wearing. And uh, it's not like a cool ninja scarf. It's not like a red, you know, ninja. Sc- it's it's just like she, she's dressed like a bum. I don't know. Like <laughs> she's kind of dressed like a bum. So D, yeah. Then we have Out of the Shadows, where suddenly she was played by a completely different person. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Bay verse, like, I don't know, man. It just, it, how do you not have continuity between your own two movies? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, this one also just does nothing for me. I mean, a D or an F, like, just, yeah, I just, he did not get any bad guys right in these movies. Bebop and Rocksteady, pretty good. These guys, Yvonne Rocksteady, damn good writing and design. Uh, Crane, good design, I thought. But all the other ones, not very good. Yeah, yeah this one I would put as F just because, like, again, I know we're rating, ranking the designs, but, like, Karai is fucking nothing in this movie. Like, she barely even talks. She just stands around, like, looking pissed and, like, not pissed in, like, a cool way, almost like she's constipated or something. <laughs> and I, I just can't get over the fact that Vernon knocks her out. That just pissed me off. So, <laughs> so I think F, uh, above okay. 2012, but. Okay, now we have the weirdest, most unconventional Karai design. I mean, it basically um, looks like Milan. Yeah, this is a Rise Karai. So, so Karai is basically totally like a totally different character in this version. She's from the past, like it was like 500 years ago or something. Like she like sealed herself and shredder in like this dimension. And then the John Cena bad guy, what was his name? Baron Draxum, like lets them out. Um, But she's like, she's just a good guy. Like she separated from the foot clan back 500 years ago and like started the Hamato clan. So she's like technically way older than like Splinter and stuff. So this is like a totally different kind of Karai. Okay. Um, yeah, she just looks like Mulan. So yeah. It's not like a bad drawing. It's not a bad design, but it's not Karai to me at all. No. And I mean, yeah. So just based <coughs> off it not being very Karai-like, I'd probably throw it in the D. You're right. It's not a terrible design in general, but... Uh, if I didn't know this was Karai, I never would have known this was Karai. Yeah. And I'm sure someone might, you know, if someone watches this, I'm sure if somebody watches this, who's more familiar with rise might know more about than Like I saw the episodes. I just, it's been like four years. There's probably stuff I'm forgetting. Maybe she's not technically the same Karai. She has the same name or something. I don't remember if that's the case. They call her Karai. She's from the foot clan originally. So in my mind, she's Karai. I'm pretty sure she's just Karai, but I might be wrong because I'm not a scholar on Rise, as a lot of people in my comments have you know told me. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I would put it at the top of D. Okay. It's a good, it's a good design. It's just not Karai. It's better than the Michael Bay design. 
and then we have Shredder's Revenge, which is like, imagine if the 2003 design looked like a cute Disney character. Right. So again, I think it comes down to this perfect situation. We have this nice gaping sea hole and I feel like that's right where she goes. Like it's not a terrible design. It definitely looks like Karai, but it is a little too like, I don't know. I mean, the whole game's cutesy, but like Karai just Karai needs edge. Like she just doesn't do well as a cutesy character to me. I thought the same thing. Like it's, it's, it's a fun, pleasant design, but like, Karai shouldn't be smiling like a Nick Jr. character. Yeah. Like it just it looks weird. Uh she looks too cute, I think. Uh it's 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 a good polished design. I, I kind of I think from like a color and everything standpoint, it's actually an improvement from the 2003 design, but with the lack of edge, it, it knocks it below the 2003 design. Yeah. I, okay. I think she's perfect for that C spot right there. All right. So once again, we filled every tier <laughs> with with something. Which has been good, because I feel like we have had very, like, I don't know. For the three that we've done so far, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've been pretty happy with our overall list so far. This one we didn't even really have <laughs> any big discrepancies on. I don't think so. I think we agreed on everything, actually. I think the only thing is I would have put 2007 above Mirage. I think that's the only thing we didn't dis- we only didn't agree. I think everything else we were spot on. All right, well we have one more to go. We have Bebop and Rocksteady. I was kind of amazed when we we decided to do this how little designs there actually are for these guys. The yeah, it's funny because I thought we could have done in like a single episodes like we did with the turtles on a lot of characters. And when you said something to me, I'm like, what do you mean? There's Bebop and Rocksteady are in everything. And then I actually thought about it. I'm like, he's right. They're not in very many iterations. And it's like you could count like Archie or the video games or stuff, but I feel like those are they're more or less meant to look like either the toys or the 87 design. Yeah. So I'm not really gonna count those because you know you fight Rocksteady in the NES game and you know the the arcade one and he's wearing the black tank top and the cargo points and he's all shredded and he's got the machine gun. It's like okay, he's clearly the toy. And uh Archie, you know, they're they're basically like season one bebop and rocksteady from the cartoon like they have the extra detail and stuff but until they did you ever hear about how like they they become nudists at some point in the comic oh no i haven't read that part yet so i never read it but i've like seen stuff from it and it's like so they get like warped to a world of like only animals with no humans and they end up loving it and they just end up living peacefully with nature but they take like get just get rid of those pesky human clothes and they just go naked the rest of the time and <laughs> Like the turtles run into them at some point. They're like friendly to the turtles at that point, but the turtles are just like, uh, what the hell happened to your clothes? <laughs> it's weird. The Archie comics are crazy. Um, but yeah, so we got 87 design, 88 Playmates Toys design, 2012 design, Nick, the Nick design, IDW design, the Out of the Shadows design, and then the recent Mutant Mayhem designs. There's only six. Damn, that's crazy six that i felt were like unique enough to be put on this list honestly i feel like this will be also for me this will probably be spread out very well too like okay so (laughs) up first i feel like this has to be okay especially if we're talking season one the s tier design like this is what bebop and rocksteady look like like everything else just looks like a variation of this to me like bebop and rocksteady 
without a doubt, are their tuned versions. Like, that's where they originated from. I think if you ask anybody, more so than any other character, what do Bebop and Rocksteady look like, these would be the two that everybody would point to. Yeah, I would say that that's fair. I think they're definitely, like you said, this is Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, these are the characters. Um, Yeah, I I have have no complaint there. I 100% agree with that. (laughs) So. Playmates is a hard one for me because they're both cool, but I think Bebop's design is way better than Rocksteady's design. So that's exactly what I was going to say for sure. I feel like without a doubt, when you put these two characters together, like Rocksteady isn't a bad figure, but Bebop was one of the early standout figures, especially after seeing the Super 7 version and how he should have actually been painted. Like he was probably the most ambitious figure far and away of that first wave like without a doubt and if it was just him alone he would definitely be a i would probably park rocksteady a b so i i could see these guys going either a and b together honestly yeah i feel like that he had the most like fluid less restricted pose also there was like a lot of the elements were still kind of locked up like rocksteady mm-hmm. still kind of locked up bebop was just like yeah he is proportioned really well his joints move really well and they do all of them move in a good direction like yeah he's very well detailed uh i i like that bebop so much i kind of want to put them at a because the rocksteady's still not bad but he does have his head is a bit too big his feet are a bit too small uh i kind of like my rock steady with a fat gut a little bit i don't know i, I like him when he's a little he's a little stockier like in the cartoon so and see that's why I, that's why i kind of hated that it's flip-flopped like as time's gone on and bebop has kind of become the fatter one and rock steady yeah. has become like the more jacked one i liked it the other way around too yeah because I, I get like the, the idea is like oh he's a pig pigs are fat but it's like yeah. warthogs aren't that fat though they're pretty they're pretty lean yeah. and then like rhinos are they're pretty freaking fat so yeah. <laughs> like they're buff but they're fat so uh yeah I, I would put this at a for now that could always change but okay. um are you cool with that do you think yep. it should be big? i think the a is where i would park them in general anyway so all right all right we've already said a lot about what we think about 2012 designs <laughs> and see okay like I really hate this Bebop. I don't know why. Like, why is he so small? He's just so skinny. Like, it just makes no sense. And I'm not going to lie. Like, nothing against JB Smooth, but he just is not my Bebop at all. Like, it just, yeah, I think that's one of the worst voice to characters I've heard ever. Like, and again, we're just ranking on the designs, but I don't like that super teeny Bebop. I, I, this, these would probably be. Probably D's for me. So I don't like how scrawny Bebop is. He's really scrawny. Yeah. Um. But I, I actually like his design more than Rocksteady's. And I like his voice more than Rocksteady's, actually. Because I, I can see Bebop. He's still got that, like, cheesy, like, what an 80s punk would think is cool kind of personality. And I know we're doing the, the designs, but, uh, but, but Rocksteady, like, he's just, oh, he's... He's just Ivan Drago now. It's yeah, like, and that's another, like, why is he Russian? Like, that's just <laughs> such a weird choice, too. Like, I don't know. And he's, like, he's not even really, like, they kind of make him, like, a goofy, like, like you know, foil. But he's he's not really. He's kind of, like, it's kind of like Bebop's the goofy dumb one and Rocksteady's not, which is, like. Yeah, I, I mean, because like, like, Jamie Smooth, that's what he is, is, like, a goofy guy. So I feel like you have to do that if he's going to be the voice. And that does take away, like, yeah, I just. Yeah, 
And it just, I, I like my Bebop and Rocksteady should be like Beavis and Butthead. They're just yep. equal morons. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Rocksteady, he just looks like, again, like they're over, they're overcompensating. Like they're just his horns, the size of his entire head. He's like a lump. He's just like, he's just weirdly. Pro- I remember I saw the action figure. I'm like, this is the most weirdly proportioned action figure I've ever seen in my life. Whereas like, also, I think these designs wouldn't even look bad in 2D. I do. I hate to say it, but I think a lot of the 2012 designs, they tried these really wacky, exaggerated, cartoony, out there, almost 90s-esque, like, you know, Earthworm Jim or something style character mm-hmm. designs. And that just doesn't look good when it's realistically textured and stuff like that or like 3D. I think that looks I think these designs would look a lot better if they were drawn like like Rise or something. Uh, yeah. so for me, these are an easy, uh, I think you said D or F that either one's good for me. You, you choose ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I hate them D cal or F caliber. So probably D would be good here. Okay. Now we have IDW. So these ones are a little hard cause they look different depending on who's drawing. They them. do change a lot. I don't know why, but like Bebop always has this like it almost looks like he has like weird facial hair that's always on him, and yeah. that kind of throws me off. Like that's the main thing I don't like about him. But there's other times where I mean Rocksteady does just look like a badass tank, like <laughs> so probably like a C for me. Like they're they're not the greatest I've seen. I don't hate them. As far as IDW designs go, there's a lot of characters that I really, really like in that book and these guys just i mean they're not it for me honestly so they'd probably be a c tier for me really i actually think these are really badass designs actually (laughs) i think they're uh they they took the 87 designs basically or the the, the toy line designs like you know they're wearing essentially the same kind of stuff you always got like the neon yellow glasses now and stuff but like they're essentially wearing the same stuff there's essentially the same concept but they made them look threatening and badass. Like for the, for the, the I mean, I guess the toys kind of did, but like, this is the most threatening they've ever looked. Like these guys, yeah. look like they could fucking kill you without even trying. So, but they also look like they, they're just jokesters who want to have a fun time at the same time. I, I think their designs complement the character really well. Cause that's how I always thought of Bebop and Rocksteady, like complete idiot morons who just want to play and have a good time, but happen to be like, dangerous powerhouses at the same time whereas the 87 cartoon that never came across so uh, just- like my favorite version actually is in the, the there barely even exist in the power rangers crossover the second one bebop yeah. and rocksteady and that one are badasses like they're doing this escape from somewhere rocksteady just like plows through walls for them to break out of the building and stuff and like those are probably my favorite design ones and i feel like that's why i'm a little bit more harsh on the idw ones because it makes me mad that they have cooler designs in like a very small mini series <laughs> than they do in the actual ongoing series all right i i, I will say i can put them in c for that reason because i don't know i don't know about that but also, honestly, you could probably, I think you could take them up to B. I think I might just be being a little bit biased on those guys. I think B is probably more so now that I think about it. Okay. Cause I think, but, but I also do think, again, I don't read the IDW comics, but I've seen plenty of pictures of them and there are inconsistencies in their designs. And sometimes they don't look as cool. 
Yeah. Sometimes, like, like I Bebop said, it is just the way Bebop's face is drawn. Sometimes, where it looks like I don't know, he just has like weird facial hair, but he already has fur. Like that's just weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Then sometimes he just looks like a fat guy. Like he doesn't look like as yeah. cool and badass. So, yeah, I guess they can go and be for now. All right, now we have out of the shadows for the first time ever. They're they're both a little fat, <laughs> um, but right. they're both they're both kind of ripped too. Uh, first quote-unquote live-action Bebop and Rocksteady, but first CG Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, that's yeah, not true. So for me, I definitely don't love them as much as you do. I think they are two of the better design characters for this movie. It'd probably be a solid B for me if I was just doing it by myself. Like, I, I kind of wish for this they were just a little bit more jacked. I don't know why. I think, like, their upper halves from, like, the chest up, they do just have, like, a good amount of edge without trying to look like they're trying too hard. And then I don't know, the guts just kind of just throw it off for me a little bit. I don't know why, because other versions, I don't have that problem, but with these ones, I, I do just wish they were a little bit more jacked from top to bottom. I can see that. I think they're trying to match the actor's actual body. Well, it's not the guts, you know, Seamus isn't a fat dude, but like, right. just like, not like super over the top like abomination from hulk muscle or something like they're not trying to which i appreciate because like every movie now does like anime muscle when a character's supposed to be buff like they look like the hulk from marvel uh from the mcu and uh it's kind of nice to see something like bigger than a human but not like so over the top where they look like birder from jagger dragon ball z or something uh but i like them honestly i was gonna put them right at b that was where i was gonna put them I think the, the guts work for me because they do look kind of badass at the top. I mean, you look at them from the chest up, they look kind of badass. But then go, scrolling down and seeing the, the, the guts kind of adds the, the necessary funniness to, to be yeah. off in Rocksteady. It's like, oh, but they're kind of silly at the same time too. So, and they were very silly in this movie. But definitely there's some bias because I just love the way they did the characters in the movie. Yeah. Um but I do like the designs. I remember when I first saw them in the, the Super Bowl trailer that came out, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is what I've been waiting for since <laughs> I was a fucking baby. So, like, I didn't care that Bebop was fat and stuff. I was like, I, I got to see Bebop and Rocksteady looking like Bebop and Rocksteady in a movie. So, might be a little bit of bias there. But yeah, I'd put them in B, maybe above IDW. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that's fair. I think right before right. IDW, honestly. We're not going to get a, a clean uh, tier list this time where every nope. tier is full. <laughs> um, and the one thing I just want to talk about these characters real quick. So the dude that plays Bebop was on Malcolm in the Middle and he plays Stevie's dad. And like he played a character that's probably like 20 years older than Bebop. But he played that character like 10 years after he played that dad character. Like he lost a ton of weight and I don't know why, but it's so hard for me to unsee him as anything but the dad and Malcolm in the middle. Like, yeah. I, I don't even remember him being, I, I've seen Malcolm in the middle. I don't remember him being in there, but I, I haven't seen it in years, but I don't know. I thought he was really good. Honestly, I thought he was hilarious as a uh, bebop. And yeah, I did like him and Seamus and him <coughs> and Seamus in general, but it was just, it's just weird to see a character that's <laughs> so baked in your brain as someone that was barely in anything else to randomly popping up in a turtles movie. 15 <laughs> years after Malcolm in the middle's over. Seamus is just a wrestler, so it's right. like it is. They are weird choices, but they worked really well. And uh, I guess we never know what age Bebop and Rocksteady are supposed to be. 
No, I I would park them in their early twenties based off the eighties cartoon. Yeah, I don't think you really are a street punk when you're like in your forties. No, it's too hard. Yeah, you just look ridiculous. So, uh, all we got now is mutant mayhem. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think I hate them enough to put them in F. Like, I, I'm not crazy about these designs at all. Rocksteady's head is ridiculous, and Bebop has the gut of a lifetime in this version. <laughs> And it still makes me mad that the movie, they never touched on his tattoo. Like, I just wanted justification <laughs> that I was right on my guess with that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would park him D, and I don't know if I like him more or less than 2012, honestly. I, I don't even know. I think the reason I might put them above 2012 is just because they more resemble the characters I know and love, which is kind of a biased reason to do it. But, yeah, they are not great rocksteady that head's just too yeah. big this picture head. this picture here makes him look more badass than he actually did look in the oh movie. yeah <laughs> it's a decent angle to where you can't see how far it really protrudes out that way so. yeah he looks i remember when i first saw that trailer where he's like oh we already saw the toy i didn't even know if that was real yet or not I pretty much knew it was and that was like he's like a letter <laughs> l when you see that the first trailer and he's like bopping there to the music i was just like holy crap like he's just he's he looks like Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. Like his proportions, like his head is like face is just part of the body. Yeah, it's like eighty percent of the guy is like his his head. And uh, Bebop's not bad, but he's not great either. He doesn't. This is the first time he hasn't had like a mohawk. He has like kind of like a, 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 just like curly hair. I guess he's supposed to look like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't love these ones. I think to be fair, I, I would put them above the 2012 because they look more like the 80s ones. But to be fair, I'd probably put them at the end of D. I just really don't like 2012 Bebop, man. <laughs> I don't know. He just he's the most unbebop like Bebop. Like, why is he so small and skinny? You can put know. him either one. All I'm not right. real passionate. Uh, he just belong. They belong in D though for sure. All right. No C, no F. Which again, we didn't have a lot to work with here, but <laughs> still pretty spread out and varied. Yeah, pretty varied. It's a little hard to do with these guys because it's two different characters. Yeah. So like one might bring them down and one might lift them up. So. Yeah, so it's really – and it's the combination of the characters, then it's a combination of our choices too. So there's a lot <laughs> lot working here with these guys. Yeah, I think that the top four we have are all good designs. I think they're all pretty close. Mm -hmm. But uh, nothing, no, no, nothing comes close to the originals. I think they no, again, it's just that. that's exactly where my mind goes. Any type of version – that gets created from here, I'm always going to go back and compare to this version or the 1987 version. Yeah, that just is Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. I don't know. There's it is. It's one of the few characters that I feel like truly do have a definitive version. You know what I mean? Like there, there's yeah. a lot. You could say the Turtles are a couple different things. You could say Shredder, Splinter, Casey are a couple different things. But I feel like with Bebop and Rocksteady, they are definitively the 87 Turtles. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree too. Um, and yeah, maybe next time we'll do, uh, miscellaneous villains and maybe Crane Baxter and Rat King or something, or maybe, yeah, I think, I think that's what we go. The next one is just random three. We'll do <laughs> mutants. I know you've had enough of human characters, so we'll do three mutants. Well, we could, we could do, uh, still, there's still the heroes. We could do like, you know, Splinter, April and Casey or something. Yeah. Uh, but cause they, all three of those guys have had a lot of designs actually. So, right. um, but we're not doing this again next time. So <laughs> next time's uh oh shit. Next time's a 10 episode, so we'll be having a top 10 countdown. Yeah, episode 20. We're about to hit the 20th yep. episode of the Party Wagon podcast. That's insane. 
Uh, yeah, every every 10 episodes is a top 10 for us, so we're going to be doing a top 10. I guess we'll leave it a surprise what the top 10 is going to be. But hope you look forward to it, guys. Yeah, all right. Hope you guys enjoy this list. Let us know what you think. I think the last time we did this, we got the most uh, you guys are idiots and wrong comments, so it'll probably happen again on this one. Yeah, we, we, had, we had some pretty savage comments. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you guys in episode 20. See you then. Peace.